According to a recent Deloitte report, client-centered companies are 60% more profitable. It makes sense that companies who solicit feedback and advice from their customers and apply it to their businesses are more successful. But how do you build a predictive and nimble process to keep your finger on the pulse of your customers? This is Barb Smith, Director of KeyBank's Key for Women program. Welcome to another Women-Owned Wednesday podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the process of human-centered design, making your customer the focal point of your business. Joining me today is Justin Hunsaker, Senior Vice President of KeyBank's Omnichannel Originations. Justin, thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Justin, let's dig right in. Can you tell me, what is HCD? Well, HCD stands for Human-Centered Design. Simply put, it focuses on creating solutions based on having a deep understanding of your customers. Before digging in, let's take a step backward and let's talk about why would you use something like Human-Centered Design? Well, when I think of innovation, we often find it at the intersection of three things. First, the business's needs and requirements. Second, technology. And third, the client and employee experience. Getting all three of those right is a real challenge. They pull you in different directions and have different constraints. For example, in many industries, we're great at understanding the business needs and requirements, and we've gotten a little better with technology over the years, but we don't always understand the importance of that experience. Human-centered design helps you empathize with your customers and pinpoint the client needs in those overall experiences. It really solves that third part of the puzzle of innovation. Justin, that makes a lot of sense, and I can imagine that how getting all three right can be challenging for a business. Tell me a little bit more about how do you do human-centered design? Well, in human-centered design, we think of three phases. First comes inspiration. This is where you talk to clients. You get empathy from listening to their challenges and problems. Sometimes you're just asking them about how the problem relates to their business, but other times you're just trying to get to know them better so you can understand what their life is like every single day. Second is ideation, classic brainstorming, coming up with ideas, thinking outside of the box, really trying to connect what you've learned about your clients using empathy so you can solve their problems. That takes us to the third phase, implementation. It's not just about going out and solving the problem, it's about creating prototypes and taking little steps on a journey that solve the ultimate problem instead of trying to take one big leap. Altogether, those three phases maintain focus on the client, which is what human-centered design is all about. Justin, very interesting. So let me see if I've got this right. Inspiration, really focusing on the empathy factors within it, and then we have ideation and implementation. Did I get it right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Inspiration is about talking to people and really understanding their emotions, maybe looking at how they solve their other problems and other challenges in their life. Ideation is about coming up with ideas and brainstorming, and then implementation is about doing it, getting out there, making changes, creating a new solution. That's great. I think I've got it. Um, Can you share some specific examples of human-centered design in action with our listeners? It's an exciting time for design in general and human-centered design in particular. 
computers and software have really opened up the world to a universe of possibilities through design. But it's not just about that. You can apply human-centered design to any challenge. At KeyBank, we used HCD to develop KeyBank's Small Business Financial Wellness Review. From the very beginning, we talked to clients and our branch bankers before creating this solution. I'm excited to talk more about that later in today's conversation. But first, let me talk about some other companies that your listeners may be familiar with. Doug Dietz works at GE Healthcare, and he designed an award-winning MR scanner. It was technologically superior to almost anything on the market, and it won awards because of that, but Doug realized there was a problem. He saw a young patient who was weeping as she went through the imaging process. And as any parent knows, when you're taking a child through a medical process, it's a challenging and difficult experience. The MR scanner is this big beige medical piece of equipment. It's very intimidating to children, intimidating to adults even, and it was difficult for parents and children to make it through the experience. So Doug partnered with an organization called IDEO, I-D-E-O, and they used design thinking to come up with solutions for this challenge. What they ended up doing was just brilliant. They used the the child's imagination to transport them out of the hospital and onto some other adventure. And they created what they called the Adventure Series. It visually transforms the room and the medical equipment into a pirate ship or an outer space adventure. They create a whole experience around it so that children weren't thinking about the medical procedure. Instead, they're thinking about this fun place where they're using their imagination, and it became a much more enjoyable experience. What a great example, Justin. That is so cool. I really understand how each pl- each piece of it played into the three phases that you shared, inspiration, ideation, and implementation. I'd love to hear another example. Do you have one? Sure. Let's talk about Disney. Disney's famous for in- innovation and creativity. They have these imagination engineers that they call imagineers that come up with different and inventive ways to solve problems. At one point in time, Disney was trying to decide if they were going to get into the cruising business. Well, spoiler alert, they did. But as they were going through this decision-making process, should we get into cruising, they asked a really difficult question. They said, what is the worst experience on a cruise ship? Well, it turns out it's the interior cabin. There's no natural lighting. There's no porthole. It's just a couple of beds. It's one of the worst experiences. You know, the food's great. When you're out in the sun on the decks, it's fabulous. And when you, but when you have to go back to your interior cabin to go to sleep, well, that wasn't a great experience. So Disney asked, what can we do that will really change that experience? Disney knew they could create a virtual porthole. That was pretty easy. They could put cameras on the front and back of the ship and on the sides, and then they could put a porthole with an LCD screen, and it would look just like a real porthole and show you the weather outside. But they didn't stop there. They said, hey, we want to make an even better experience. We want to go beyond just a porthole. So in, in addition to just showing you a video of what the weather is outside, Sometimes they'll have Disney characters in the background on a jet ski or swimming in the water. And sometimes they'll come forward and tap on the screen and interact with you while you're in the cabin. So Disney took it to the next level and they changed it from a terrible experience to a wow experience. And it was really that ideation phase where they said, hey, we're not gonna stick with good enough. We're gonna make something even better. How cool is that? So we know that Disney has really created magical experiences for as long as they've, uh, they've been in place, but, but then taking it to the next level by using human-centered design. Um, 
you know what, listeners, this is a great time for us to go ahead and take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. My name's Miriam. One of my biggest goals is to build my credit up. At KeyBank, we believe it's never too early to start thinking about making financial progress. They want to help you get ahead. My credit score really has in the last few months jumped 60 points, and I wouldn't have been able to do that without the help of the advisors at KeyBank. Make progress. Come in for your free 30-minute financial wellness review. Learn more at key.com slash progress or your local branch. KeyBank is member FDIC. And we're back. Justin, when you shared talking about human-centered design in action, you mentioned the Small Business Financial Wellness Review. Can you give me a little bit more around how that applied and the process at Key you used? Oh, absolutely. When we think about small business owners in Key Bank, what we realize is they're very complex clients. They have complex needs and complex banking solutions. Our branch bankers see a lot of consumer clients every day, and as consumers themselves, they feel at ease with consumer client needs. But small business owners are entrepreneurs. They like challenging the status quo. They want to be their own boss. This is a very different profile for our clients. So we knew there was a challenge in connecting a small business owner's needs to all the great solutions that we have at KeyBank. That was our initial challenge. Let's figure out a great way to create that connection between needs and solutions. But we decided to use human-centered design. And rather than assuming we knew the answer, or even rather than assuming we knew the problem, we started with interviewing small business owners. And we learned a lot. And we heard over and over things like, I know Linda in the branch, and if I have a problem, I can talk to Linda and she will solve the problem for me. And it seemed like every small business owner had a Linda or a Chris or someone that they had built a connection with in the branch. And what we realized is we didn't need to build a tool that identified the right products. What we needed to do was build an experience that helped create a close relationship between the small business owner and the branch banker. That was a huge insight for us. It took us in a totally different direction from where we were headed originally. That's really interesting. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you learned during the process and in developing the tool? Sure. We, we also talked to branch bankers because we realized they were every bit as much a part of this experience as the small business owners. From talking with them, we realized that they knew that small business owners were complex and had complex needs and that KeyBank had solutions. And while they knew the branch was going to be the face of those solutions, they also knew that one person couldn't be an expert in all of those needs. As we worked with the branch bankers, we realized that KeyBank really had a team of experts who would help small business owners. And the Small Business Wellness Review not only creates a relationship with the branch banker, but it also introduces the small business owner to the team of experts who will help them, whether it's a small business wellness advisor to help you with lending needs, or one of our merchant service experts to help you with your cash management solutions, all of these key bank experts, depending on the particular client, are what the tool will introduce you to. That makes perfect sense here. And what you found with different learnings along the way, especially that outcome with the team of experts. Um, Justin, I want to also share that there's something else that happened with this wellness review. It's award-winning, isn't it? Oh, that's right. We were so excited about the insights and the feedback we were getting from our clients that we applied for Barlow Research's Monarch Award. 
And uh, we were lucky enough to win an honorable mention along with a couple other great companies at the time. And um, we're just really excited to be able to showcase this to our clients, but also to the industry and say, look, we think we found a better way to make that connection with small business owners. So let's talk a little bit more about that alignment of the team. So if we think about this in the medical field, how you you align uh, that thought, how general practitioners work to engage specialists as needed, Um, can you tell us how it works at, at Kia as well? Yeah, that's that's an excellent question. So the way we think about it is the branch banker is really focused on the relationship and understanding the business. They need to understand the small business owner and how they do business. They need to understand cash flow of the business. And they really need to have that close, honest relationship. But they also need to be able to call a specialist when they realize that their small business owner has a specific challenge, like a cash management challenge, or if they're going to need a large line of credit. The branch banker is really the generalist that can help get those conversations started, but sometimes it's helpful to be able to call in an expert, a specialist. So as we're talking here and our small businesses are listening to us, can you give me an idea of how a business can incorporate HCD into their business model? Oh, absolutely. I would say small businesses naturally are doing this all the time. Small business owners talk to their clients, they get feedback from their clients, and they learn things from their clients every day. Well, that's the good news. However, when you learn what your clients are interested in, you shouldn't just do what your clients are asking you to do. Because quite frankly, your clients don't always know the whole situation, and they might not even know what they would really like to have be different. What human-centered design does is it gives you a structured framework when you're asking these questions. You begin to realize, I also need to look for dissenting points of view. I can't just take these answers at face value. I need to take a step back and ask, what's the emotion and the need that's driving the recommendation from a client? Not just how do I do what the client asks, but how do I solve for that emotion and that need more fundamentally? I think that HCD comes very natural to small business owners, but a little studying of the HCD structure and framework can be hugely helpful to small business owners as they expand and get better at something that you're naturally doing every day. So Justin, tell me, who in your own, in your own thoughts, who owns HCD? And then are there outside partners that you can engage? Yeah. Th- well, this is another place where I think that small business owners have a, are naturally a step ahead of medium and large businesses. And that's because what you really want is that the people who are making the changes are also the ones who are doing the human-centered design. And for small business owners, it's often that one-person show doing everything. They're the CEO, the CFO, the customer client satisfaction expert, and they're doing all of it. So naturally, that will happen. There are a lot of great partners out there and outside agencies you can certainly work with on human-centered design. But what I would tell you is that you want to partner with those outside resources. You don't just want to outsource it to them. You don't want to ask them, can you do human-centered design and come back to me and tell me what the results are? You won't get the learnings, that deep empathy that comes from having conversations with your clients. If you're going to use one of those outside agencies, such as R.R. Donnelly or any of these other groups that will facilitate interviews, They can bring clients in and help you get organized. All of that's great, but be sure that it's a partnership, not something you're just asking them to do and then asking them to bring you back information. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up here, Justin. This has been such a great conversation. Can you leave us with some resources to help a business get started? 
Yeah, absolutely. If you search for HCD or human-centered design, you'll find countless great resources on the internet. Personally, I'm a big fan of IDEO.org. That's I-D-E-O dot O-R-G. They call human-centered design design thinking. It's their particular version, and it's just another great term you can search on. They have a lot of great resources that will help you get started and make good suggestions along the way. Two books I would recommend are The Lean Startup and The Startup Way, both by Eric Reyes. Reyes is spelled R-I-E-S. To me, those are quintessential combinations of agile, lean, and human-centered design all rolled together in a package that focuses on just getting it done by listening to clients so that you're getting the right things done. And I think it's really something that will resonate with small business owners. Awesome. Uh, Justin, as we close, what are there any last things that we didn't cover that you hoped we would in our conversation today? Oh, well, I hinted at it just a little bit there at the very end. I think there's a great overlap between lean, agile, and human-centered design. And when you roll them all together with an attitude of getting things done, that's just an unbeatable combination. And frankly, I think small business owners epitomize that every single day. But a little bit of reading and some additional structure can really help your listeners take their game to the next level. Thanks for joining us today, Justin, and sharing your human-centered design expertise. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for listening and be on the lookout for our next Women Own Wednesday podcast. Until the next time.